And welcome to Britpop Bantar. Uh, this is episode five. Five. Bang. Boom. Five. Welcome to episode five. We are. We've we've got five in the bag already. These are flying by. Uh, thank you for for listening to us. I thought we changed things up a little bit, Leslie. What's do you want to push our plugs, Les? Sure. Go on. In. You can contact us on Twitter at Britpop Banter. <laughs> You can contact us on Facebook at the same, yep. at Britpop Banter. Go on, go on. And then you can send us an email at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Nailed it! Well done! Saying, dear Leslie, you're absolutely <laughs> right about the Stone Roses. <laughs> Lots of love, listeners. <laughs> it comes to me, I'm going to delete that one. You are never going to see that. Um... I tell you what, keep going. Do you want to read the disclaimer as well? That was awesome. Go, okay, go, go, go. Okay. Um, so Verbe- all verbatim. views expressed on this po- podcast are a hundred percent our own, and while we poke fun at some bands, probably deserve it. And artists, <laughs> we respect their talent and sacrifice to create these albums, and we do on a serious note. Nice. Um, absolutely do. Good job. Thank you. And I'd also like to say thank you to Kevin for all the work that he does put into this podcast. Oh, thank you. He does all the. Um, editing so he takes all of his bits out and <laughs> just keeps mostly my comments you you said something really nice <laughs> i was like that's the first time you've, you've really said something nice and then you hit me with no, that i'm joking he yeah he does all right, all right. it's so, been a lot of fun it, yeah i'm really enjoying i'm, I'm actually very much enjoying this we so last week uh we had james millionaires yeah how do you think that episode went I really enjoyed that episode. I had a lot um, of fun, yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, I guess, hearing more about what people think about that, given the album we picked for James. I'm collating that. So we're not going to discuss okay. it now, but I've got it, all right? Because so, um, that will be interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought we brought up a lot of good points. We um, defended them pretty well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talking about the tracks as well, I think they're... Um, I think we picked the, the good tracks to talk about. There were a couple of ones in there that we weren't massive fans of yep. but I really enjoyed last week's um, episode good but I am excited about today's you're more excited than I can see it you're really chomping am. at the bit to talk about it. so what's this week's album Suede by Suede <laughs> you are really pumped for this one I am uh, we so yeah I, I can and you credit to you you've done a busload of homework I can see Ton. it it's still nonsense but there's a lot <laughs> But there's a lot more of it on the table this week than last. I've got a lot to say about Suede. You know how fired up I get you about look, this. You look, you look ready. I'm ready. Beer in one hand. Yep. Beer in one hand. Huge stack of papers in the other. Away we go. Uh, we had quite a bit of homework from uh, the James episode. So yep. I'll, I'll take us through that. You asked me uh, around the James who... There was like 15 of them yep. um, over the duration of time. Which ones are the original band members? Tim Booth, uh, yep. obviously, and Jim Glenny so were the just only... just the two of them. Just the two of them uh, were the only two that's gone through the entire how many years they're still going. And we said that they've just released a new album yep. as well, so they're still going. Uh, you had a bit of homework. I did. Now, your homework is to sort of go through the last year, year and a half of, of Britpop albums. Uh, what'd you do? 
I did um, Pop Voodoo by Black Grape. Oh, cry. Go on. And, no, 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 because I was... There's, I, yeah, you swerved me by the fact that you like him in the first place, but then I went and listened to them and this Pop Voodoo album, and I really liked it. So what did you think? I, I loved it. <laughs> the, like, the four... <laughs> The first track, yeah, you know, I know the one, the political one, and it, um, it's hilarious. Um, it is hilarious, but it's the whole album. It is, isn't it's it? It's just like fun. Yeah, I was just like bopping in my seat at work. I've, um, I, I found that the Black Grape albums really start off really well, big hitters, and then towards the end, end of the album, they kind of taper off a bit. This album's just fun through the whole way. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd give it a Ooh. seven point five. A 7.5. Mm-hmm. What did I give it? An 8? 8.5? Not sure. Probably a point difference if I look at the ratings. We're always a point apart. Um, was that the only one? No, nope, I did Charlatans. Uh, um, okay. And I really enjoyed that album. Okay, okay. I, it was a bit annoying when they have those weird... Um, like the weird voices, the little speeches in the, like between oh, the songs. Oh, I can't remember. It's because I've listened to this a while ago now. And it's just what's I didn't understand what they were. Okay. Um, what the point was. Okay. Um, but some, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed that album too. I was surprised, um, and I'm also quite sad because um, they were out here in August. Oh, and, were they? Yeah, and we talked about going, and then um, we didn't end up going because I didn't. I hadn't listened to that album, and then I had seen them previously, so I thought, I don't really want to go and see them again, but now I've listened to that album, I wish I had of. Um, a lot of the UK gone. bands are, are travelling um, Australia. Um, like, when I checked on, on everyone, like, when I'm doing these reviews, I'm like, they were just here, or they're, they're coming? Um, so what did you give the... Did you tell me the score? Um, da, 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 da. What did I give? What would I give the Charlatans? I would give the Charlatans a seven out of ten. Oh. So going back to my point around the whole uh, Britpop revival and the quality of the albums the last year and a half, have you? I don't think you've given less than. Did you give a six and a half yet? I don't think you've given your favourite rating to one of the new albums. No, I don't think I have. <sighs> Can you do? Because I gave Embrace an eight. Yeah, you did. Um, I Paul gave Draper. Paul Draper. I think you gave him a seven. Did I? I, th- I think uh, he might have been six point five. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. I would have called you out, and no, I would have defended him. I can't remember, but can you do Echo Belly for me? So next week, Echo Belly. Yeah, because you've you've Just been write on- this in my notes. Good, good. Right. It's you've been on this high, and no, I want to see. No. Maybe you'll come in over the top of me and go, Kev, you're wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's worth a listen. So- and I'm going to do Ash. Your favourite. There is a song on that album which I can tell you will hate. Um, it's a song called Buzzkill. Buzzkill. It's not my favourite, which means you... Is it going to be a buzzkill? Oh, it's... Boom, boom. Do you know what? Just have a listen to it. So your, I reckon those two albums will be your least favourite we have covered so far. Don't pull the face. Let's see what you say. Okay. Maybe you'll surprise me and you'll come back with something else for, okay. for those two. Right, so next week, Echo Belly and Ash. All right, good, awesome. Um, I have a correction. I, we were talking about The Guardian again, mm-hmm. and I can see we've got some articles already on, on, the, on the, the desk. Um, yeah, I don't need to do that sort of way. I can see. Yep. Um, last week I gave out, I said that Michael Han, who's been very vocal about Britpop, was off on one again. 
I gave the wrong Twitter address. I called oh, it no. at Michael Hall. Sorry, so, Michael. Sorry, Michael. I hope you're not getting flamed by everyone. It is Michael Han of The Guardian. I am so sorry. I apologise. Maybe I should tweet Michael Hall and say, Hey, mate. Sorry about that. I think you'll be all right. I think you'll be fine. Um, all right. We talked about uh, Tom York last yes. week. Uh, I sent you... Uh, did you watch it? I watched it. The So I couldn't remember the name of the soundtrack that he did. Um, it was for a movie called Suspiria. Uh, Have you seen that movie? No, apparently it's really out there though Um, Did you listen to the song though? I did And? Mm -hmm. I didn't like it I thought it was gorgeous Uh, Gorgeous No, gorgeous is probably not No, That's a bit of a stretch Um, Not bad Okay Not great either It's just that comes into that weird love affair of Radiohead we talked about And I just thought it was, for a piece of music that he created, I was just like, that's stunning. It is, but I mean, it's, I've heard. You've heard better. Yeah. And especially in movies, it's just, it wasn't. Alright, okay. Moving on. Uh, I found a new band. Uh, well, kind of. So we talked about, we just talked about Echo Belly and Ash. Yep. There's a new band to add to the list. Oh. It's Damon Albarns. What, so the Gorillas? No, he's got a new band. It's called The Good, The Bad and The Queen. Uh, I, I I really want to pause this So we watch the video to the first song of that So I can see your face uh, But I won't But me and you both take some homework we'll, we'll sort of cover that off If you don't get it done this week We'll take it off next week But uh, interesting Let me just say that's my one word Interesting So what's it called? The Good The Bad and The Queen is his new band Wow uh, I want to watch the video with you from the first song. I just I, I want to watch it with you. Have you already watched it? I have. I have because that's how I found out about the band. Um, but you need to watch it, and I need to see. Right, your face. as soon as we pause this, we'll uh, watch right, it. Right, so after this, we're done. All yeah. right, okay, cool. Um, Dream came up. You talked about it being <laughs> the new. <laughs> so you new talk... labor. New labor. You talked about yeah. it, right? Now you couldn't remember. How many songs they'd had? Can oh. you can you still remember any of the songs? No, it's just that. No, you're the best thing. You do remember it. You're the best thing I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> was that them? Yeah, that was them. Take me away. Take me away. I didn't. Yeah, and shoot me with your love. That sounds a bit weird. Shoot me with your love. Let's skip past that. Uh, now let me let me ask you this: How many times? Has um, Things Can Only Get Better been released in the UK? Guess. Oh, there's probably a couple in it. So, the first time, then did it get released to get... Just, oh. just take a rough guess. Three. Four. Why? Because <laughs> things in the UK just have to keep getting better, so they'll just throw it out. Buy them. Or remixes or... No, no, it's buy them. No, no, it's all all them. Uh, just, But it's a bit sad. Talk the, about the over egg in the pudding. Well, I guess it's, you know, people... Well, yeah. Run okay. out of money, but like Skip Top it. Loader. Uh, <laughs> top Loader again. Uh, ultrasound. Uh, we talked about the song Stay Young. Yes. On the Disgraceful episode. So that was that was a couple of episodes ago. But I wanted to go back because I want to play people that song because we love it. Yeah. Not many people know it. Um, so this is a song Stay Young by Ultrasound that love we sort it. of harked on. Here we go. Stay, I wanna go. 
We said, what are they doing now? Yes. Right? So, they're around. They're still around. They're still producing albums. Do are they? Know, do you know how I know this? Because I found that they've released a new album, right? It's And again, we'll have to add this. This is another album we'll have to add to the list. But it's called Real Britannia. They literally just released it. Real or rule? Real. Yeah. Right? It's six songs. The last song is half an hour long. <laughs> Typical ultrasound, right? Uh, now, that's not an album. That's an, that's an EP. It's an EP, but then your last song's half an hour long. Um, I sort of know... So because I sort of left the UK and sort of... On Spotify, there seems to be a mix-up with some of the, the bands. Like, if you go to ultrasound... That album, it gives you some of their albums, but then you find them in Spotify and another place with someone. Anyway, I found them. They are still producing albums. That song, Stay Young, brilliant song. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we will add Real Britannia down the line to have a listen to, and we'll review that as well. Uh, I talked about when I saw Radiohead in Sydney. Yes. You remember that? Mm. It was after Hail to the Thief came out. Ah. So remember I talked about I had a, a seat And I was upset um, And this, they kicked off with some songs And then they went into the slow stuff um, I will post the set list Because I found it They do two encores thank, And I think that's the other reason I was really grateful for a seat Because they played for hours Amazing set list right? So um, I'll post that online um, We also talked about Our boy Tom Jones Do you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so we were looking at the charts and we sang Horny. It wasn't. Sex bomb, was... sex bomb. You're on my sex bomb. Same thing. Do you know the album... Still that... Moose Tea. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 you're right. Totally different songs. Do you know the album that that came from? Oh, no. No. It's from the Reload album, right? Mm. So 17 songs, 15 duets, right? The Stereophonics, Space, Cardigans, Portishead, Sherris Matthews, and my boy, Simply Red. Of course he was. <laughs> um, you've got a few albums to listen to, but I really, really want to force you to do this listen to this album. No, it's not Britpop. Nobody wants it. No, no, but I just want to If see- anybody wants me to listen to Tom Jones Reload, contact us <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, and if you really want me to review it, I will. Oh, Lay the gauntlet down. Not because you want me to, because our listeners Oh my do. God, I cannot wait. We have, please, send it through. I'll collect them. And uh, you have to listen to this album, right? Um, I'll tell you what, do you want to take a guess at how many people bought that album? Oh no, five? 1.2 million people in the UK bought Reload by Tom uh, Jones. What was the year? Oh, uh, well, what album was that? That was uh, The Millionaires. So that was late 90s, 1999. Yeah. Wow. So if you want to uh, see Leslie's reaction to the Reload album, send through because <laughs> I can't wait. All right. You on to your favourite segment? Uh, I think. Oh, wait. We had a couple more bits. You went, Who Were Bewitched? You yeah. didn't know who they were. I remembered later. Oh, you remembered? Who were they? An Irish poppy band. They were! Um, say love me, That's say it. love you. Because <laughs> I left and I went, to me. there's no way that Leslie doesn't know who no, they are. No, it all came back to me. Now, you have a correction to make. You went on a rant about the phonics and the handbags and Gladrags yeah. song. 
It's not on the Bartender. It's not on the Performance and Cocktails album. Oh. It's on Jeep. So it's on the Jeep album. And I couldn't remember it. Also, probably the way you were Isn't singing it. really? It. Yeah, yeah, it's on Jeep. Um, I listened to it. That's awful. No, I liked it. I don't know what you're well, banging on course, about. Of course you did. It's a shame that album's not in the in, in our decade because oh, I would have made you listen to yeah. it. But I I liked it. I don't know. And your version of it is nothing like the following. I liked it. All right. Mm. Trivia. What wait, wait, TV whoa, whoa. show is that song the theme tune? Am I gonna? Is this when? What decade? What is it? A cut no, show it, now. Now. I'm looking at you, you're not giving me a hand. Why not? One of the best British sitcoms ever, if not the best, and that is the theme tune. I don't know. That's Ricky not... Gervais. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, The Office. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Why did I not know that? Okay, good call. All right. Um, maybe because I didn't know that song. I don't know. That worked like that well. All right, okay. So, didn't know that. Good, good trivia. Do you like The Office? Uh, you know what? I we're off on we're off on a sidebar here. I love Ricky Gervais. Don't judge him. No, no, no. I I like I like the um. Oh no, I can't go political. I the Office. You asked me about the Office. I liked it. I can never watch it again. Why? Um, I don't like, and I watch all of his shows, um, and I like them all once. Because I can't go back because of the cringe factor. I love it. I get through it to see what happens, but then I can't. I'll never watch it again to go through that cringe factor. The episode training day, on the op- on the office, <laughs> I watch over and over. What? What? Well, I love it. <laughs> like if I was ever even feeling remotely down, and I put that on, oh, I love it. Anyway, sorry, I completely sidetracked. Well, he did the extras. He did Derek. He's done a few. I didn't really like Derek. Oh, I didn't. I like Derek because it was a bit nicer than the other stuff. It wasn't as. Anyway, let's anyway. let's not go down that tangent. Um, I was going to get political with Ricky. I'm not going to do it. All right, skip it. The Britpop one-liner segment. Mm. And what does the jingle go like again? You were going to make one. No, I wasn't going to make one. I asked someone to send it in and haven't done it yet. Oh. So if you want to give Leslie uh, a jingle for the... Br- in fact, if you want to do any jingles... Pop one-liners. That's pretty good. Nice. I like that. Uh, maybe what I should do is I'll record you doing that and whack it in as the segment. A bit of a jungle. A... Not jungle. <laughs> <laughs> whack in some jungle. I'll put it to a bit of jungle. No. That'd be funny. Okay. If anyone can create a, uh, a sort of jingle for us, that would be superb. I do enough work as it is. I'm not doing a jingle for you. All right, so whose turn is it? I think it's... Uh, who did last week? It's me asking you. All right, because I did, I did the James episode. So my turn to ask you... You ready? I'm ready. Three. Uh, let's go for... Menswear. Menswear. <laughs> I can't really give you a one-liner because oh. I don't really think they're very good. I don't like the album and I really hope it's not in the top 50 and I don't necessarily know that many people will know much about them. Uh, okay. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's go... Head Swim. Head Swim. You are giving me I'm all giving, yeah, the yeah, yeah, obscure I just realised there. 
head swim. Um, Got a cracker for you next, though. Was pleasantly surpri- surprised okay. when I listened to them again. Okay, good. Um, and? Really, like, actually, really enjoyed the... Um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed the lyrics. I enjoyed the singing, and the guitar on that album surprised me. Okay. Okay. Tourniquet by Headswim yeah. is an amazing oh, song. Amazing that's what I mean, song. I'd forgotten about it. Great song when you listen to it. Amazing. Uh, last, go off with a banger, Space. Space! Would you classify them as Britpop? I don't know. It's a know. tough one, isn't it? I don't know. They're in there. Neighborhood. <laughs> One of my favourite bits is seeing how you will uh, kick oh, these off. Um, Can't wait till we get to the charts. Cannot wait. The Go. female of the species. Do you know what? I didn't mind that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind that one either. His voice, though. I know. So annoying. <laughs> so my one-liner is, like, catchy songs, annoying voice. Okay. And they're catchy. They stick in your head. They really they are. They really do. All right. So there's your three. Not bad. You know, you went menswear, head swim, and space. All right. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too negative on those ones. Uh, all right. Did you have any sort of homework coming into this at all? I had... Before um, we get into the album itself, anything you want to cover? I had a bit of homework. You want me to dig a bit more into the old Britpop thing? Okay. Um, Britpop and politics. Right. Um, okay. And I have, but I don't... I feel like I'd like to wait to next episode till I fully form my argument. This sounds like you haven't done your homework. No, I've done it. You've done I mean, it. I can talk about it now, because I was talking about the article last week about how Britpop caused Brexit. Mm. But... Oh, yeah, that's doing, right. Yeah. yeah, and I've done that. Yeah, OK. All but right. in doing so, You've gone I've off. uncovered others. OK, that you think is more relevant to this No, one. I think it adds to it. So oh, I feel like I'm okay. gonna, can, I can, I can have... Alright, so next episode, you were going to answer, did Brexit, was, did Britpop cause Brexit? I mean, I think that's obviously no, but... um, Well, then we don't need to do it then. No, but there's a lot (laughs) of other things that come out of it that form my argument towards what I've been talking about the whole time. In terms of people going back to Britpop because of the political landscape now. um, Okay. Look, the the beginning argument of it is that he argues that did, and it's our mate, Michael again. Oh, is it? My boy. Um, because yeah, okay. Britpop started this nationalistic view, nationalist view at the time. Right. And has that carried on? And has that ended up why the UK have voted out of Europe? There is more to it than that. All right. Well, let's. let's um, that sounds like a big just, argument. Let's put it off to next week. But let's it's get, really interesting. Uh, I'm just looking at the clock. You uh, don't look interested. Uh, we've been going on a bit in this episode. Let's skip past it. Let's. Keep that nugget for next week, shall we? Lovely. All right, let's get into the album. Leslie, did you do any homework on the album cover itself? Yes, I did. I did a lot. <laughs> so don't look at me so surprised. Oh, no. Go on, what did you find out? Um, so the album cover um, was apparently two women okay. kissing. Yeah. And then, but the picture actually, if you were to see the whole picture, one of them's actually in a wheelchair. Yes. You did do your homework. I did do my homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you sort of find out who it was by and... and... No. I didn't know who it was by. All right, so you're absolutely right. Uh, 
The cover image uh, is two people kissing. was taken from the 1991 book Stolen Glances. Lesbians take photographs. Edited by Teresa or Tessa Boffin and Jean Fraser. The photograph was taken by T. Kareen and in its entirety shows a woman kissing an acquaintance in a wheelchair. It's actually a really nice picture. Mm. Like it's a real... I, the only thing I don't get is why did they cut the, the remainder of the photo out? Do you think yeah, there would have been sure. some sort of harsh response to it if they'd seen the wheelchair? Oh, potentially. Or? And again, where, where was the UK at 93 ready for an album cover with two women kissing? I'm not sure. Oh, that's a good point as well. Yeah, okay, so maybe the two was quite confronting. And you don't want to make it too confronting. It's your first album, right? So you're going to... You'd not that it's, you know... You would hope it wouldn't alienate people, but it probably would. Yeah, would I think even, that's a really... Yeah, good call. If, if we talked about, say, when we go back to Dubstar... They had to change their album for Woolworths because a pencil case looked a little bit Yeah, a iffy. little bit. Yeah, it did. That's right. What do you think it's going to be if you've got... That's a good point. Great point. And I just think that's probably why. But the way they've done it is artistic. Yes. Because you're not even really sure. You think it could be two women. That's right. But you're not entirely sure. It's They're two people who are very androgynous. Yes. The other thing is, when you yes. dig into him, okay. he's very androgynous. Okay. Brett Anderson. Okay. Um, and I would, I would like to think that's probably a little bit of his influence. Okay. Um, All right. I, I, that's very, very good insight. I sort of, I can, I, I sort of question why, and I think you filled in the blanks really nicely there. So this is the debut album by um, Suede. It was released 29th of March, 1993. Uh, what followed it? Dog. Uh, what followed it is Dogman Star in '94. Didn't get to number one. Got to number three. Mm. And I know already when we sort of. And I think that's one of the things with suede albums. Uh, everyone has a different opinion on the album itself. Like, so as they go through, through, every single person has a different view of their albums. And I know I do as well. Um, there'll be a, people, there'll be a lot of people surprised that that's not the album that we're talking about. Okay. And we um, may still talk about it. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. A lot, a lot of people like that. Um, and the, the later albums by um, suede, I sort of talked about head music. Is the more commercial yeah. album. Um, so What's the album with trash in it? Trash me. Isn't that? I can't remember. I, I don't want to say with confidence. I don't know. Um, all right. So the label, uh, Nude Records, owned mm. by Saul Galpern. Uh, this was their sort of first success. Uh, I looked at the list of artists that they had and 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 published. This is probably the one that, that stood out. Uh, producer Ed Buller. Also produced the album before, which was the Boo Radleys. Everything's all right forever. They just keep popping on up. Uh, he also did uh, Pulp, His and Hers. Now, let me ask you this. Alex Lloyd, do you know who he is? Yeah, he, yes, he's a singer. He did the, he's Australian. Yes, Australian. Uh, so this guy, Ed Buller, actually produced Alex Lloyd's Black the, Black the Sun that was the album sort of before he became a big thing, especially with the song Amazing. Did he become a big thing? Over here, he was massive. You weren't here. He was massive here, um, especially with that song. And Ed Buller also produced a tattoo album. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Buller, he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. really punching, isn't he? Tattoo, eh? Wow. So this took me off. I'm not going to talk about tattoo, but I just for a bit of a giggle, I went... They still kicking about? They are still kicking about. 
Yep. What about Alex Lloyd? Is he kicking about? Uh, don't know. I'd have to dig into that. But he was he was a pretty big deal in Australia. Was he? Yeah, massive. I think I know that song, Amazing. You are amazing. Oh, yeah. that's right. There you go. You've got oh, me singing look it. Look at that. <laughs> uh, the album, 4536, Les. 11 tracks. So again, short, punchy album. So 45 minutes. Uh, I got to number one. How long was it in the charts? It was in the top 100 for 22 weeks. Oh, wow, okay. So pretty good length. Yep. Do you want to take a guess at what it knocked off, number one? Oh, I like this one. What did it knock off? You're not going to get it. 93. There's no way. 93, no way. Um, Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Michael Bolton. It's not a bad guess. Uh, Depeche Mode, Songs of oh, Faith and Devotion. What did it get knocked off by? So what kicked it off, number one? Michael Bolton. Not bad. <sighs> David Bowie, uh, Black, Tar- Black Tie, White Noise, kicked it off. Oh, wow. Do you want to know what the charts is? Yes. This is one of my favourites. Love I love this song. I love this All bit. Right, okay. Uh, start... I get to sing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bit where everyone Switches turns us down 100%. the volume. Like, just yeah. turns it down. Uh, all right, so we'll go with albums. Number 10, the very... Oh, see, I hate this because sometimes you catch me on an album, I don't know. The very best of Randy Crawford. Good, you don't know that. <laughs> I do, but you know Crawford. Oh, like, you know them? Not, not, there's one person. Oh, okay, so you know Randy no, Crawford. Yeah. Well, don't, not, not that well. Not. Not, not on my phone, like whoever was last week for you. But. All right, okay. Uh, Dina Carroll, So Close. <gasps> she did that song, um, mm-hmm. Go on, see if per- you can, oh, keep going, keep going. Perfect, or, oh. You are, uh, you are on the right mark. Right, and we'll talk about her a little bit later on. I didn't write this down the song. My mum loves this song, and it was like... Don't hurt yourself, what are you doing? No, You're because it's really annoying me, because I can... It'll come to you. Oh, yeah. People are not going to sit for half an hour in silence. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, number eight, Automatic for the People, R.E.M. Great album. Number seven, Diva by Annie Lennox. Oh, Scottish, you know. Yeah. From Aberdeen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Cover Shot by David Essex. You alright? Number five, Unplugged by Eric Clapton. Number four, Are You Going to Go My Way, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Number three, uh, Hot Chocolate with the Greatest Hits. Awful. That's what? Okay. Everyone's a wanna be, that's the truth. (laughs) Number two, Songs of Faith and Devotion by Depeche Mode. Number one, Suede, right? Uh, So they went straight in at number one. Next bag. You're very mixed. Very, very... I mean, this is... Remember what we were talking about, uh, Britpop and when it sort of peaked and troughed and all that sort of stuff? This is... I mean, there's nothing really ever that you can say is Britpop. That's why it sort of stands out. Uh, singles chart, 1993. Oh, what you got? What you got number one in 1993? Number one. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, no. It's not Simply Red again. Nope. No, okay, it's it's actually to be fair, it's it's number four to two, I can't wait to tell you. Number ten, Ain't No Love and There Ain't No Use, uh by Sub Sub. Oh great. Ain't no love and there ain't no use. Yep. That's, That's a good song. song. Uh Don't Walk Away by Jade. No. Uh No Limit by Two Unlimited. <laughs> One of your first albums, wasn't it? No, Tribal Dance was my first C- single CD, you remember? Oh, Don't get yeah. them mixed up. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, Madonna, Fever. Oh, yeah. Uh, show Me Love by Robin S. That's You've got to show classic. me the... How many times has that been released? Oh, f- 25. Uh, number five, When I'm Good and Ready by Sybil. No. Sounds rubbish. Number four, Mr. Loverman, Shabaranks. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Loverman, Shabba. <laughs> Are you ready oh, for the I next one? Bit. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Informer by Snow. <laughs> oh, amazing. Go on. Informer. I'm getting boom boom down. <laughs> Why do I know this? <laughs> no matter. Oh, Carolina by Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carolina by <laughs> It's turned out to be the best segment. It really has. Oh, oh, God. As soon as I saw this, I went, I'm just going to sing, everyone. Right. Uh, Number one, Young at Heart by the Bluebells. Oh, Young at Heart. All right. Why is that song? Number, look at that. Number one, number two, three, four, though. Carolina, Informer, and Mr. Loverman. (laughs) Uh, No Britpop bands in there. Safe to say, nothing even closely remotely than anything like that. Um, Alright, let's get into the album. Did you know it was the fastest selling album in a decade? Was it? Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to take out what was um, the previous winner of that accolade? Oh. So if you're talking, it's, it's 10 years. So 80s, 80s. Uh, Michael Jackson, bad. No, Frankie Hollywood, welcome to the Pleasure Dome. All right, so even before this album came out, they had the pressure on them. I think it's safe to say that there was so much hype around Suede and this album. Uh, Mm. In 1992, before the album was even released, Melody Maker dubbed them the best new band in Britain. How can you do that if the band's not even released an album? Imagine the the pressure that that sort of was. Mm -hmm. And they sort of, well, they they kind of lived up to that, I guess, right? Um, Just before this album was released, uh, Justine Frischman left the band as well. Yes. So she left for... Elastica. Well done. And she left Brett Anderson for... Go on. Damon Albarn. Well done. Thanks very much. Uh, So that's it. Well, we got Elastica out of it. So win-win. And she yeah. then obviously went on to have the number one album with Elastica as well. So that was good. Uh, Did uh, you know? No. Go on. And this is where <clears> I'm <throat> going to delve a bit into the record. If you've got some <clears throat> stuff you want to chuck at me. Did you know that due to a trademark dispute Ooh. with an American lounge singer called Suede, oh. they were forced to change their name to London Suede for the American market. Didn't know that. Well, look at me. <laughs> Well done. <clears throat> Thank Good. you very much. Yeah, throwing a bit of knowledge at me. Thank there. you very much. Didn't didn't know that. Uh, I've got some more information, but we'll wait till we get into the singles and the actual tracks because I've done a bit of digging here as well. <laughs> this is what happens when you've done a bit of homework. It goes to your head. Um, just for one episode, I'd love to rock up and just do nothing. Just nothing. Um, all right. So let me ask you a question, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Drowners uh, came out in 92 And we'll get to the, to the singles a bit later on 
Animal Nitrate came out in 1993. Can I talk a bit about that? Just for a second. Are you got... I'm right on... Go on. Animal Nitrate. Yeah. <clears throat> Are we going to wait to talk about it in the album or shall we start talking about the tracks? No, 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 not tracks yet. But uh, the, mine's a generalistic question, right? So they uh, released the Drowners in the May of 1992. They released yep. Nitrate in Feb 1993, almost, almost a year later. My question is, if they'd released Animal Nitrate first and not the Drowners, do you think, still think they would have been crowned the kings of Britpop? Even more so, because Animal Nitrate is ten times better, Okay. in my opinion. Yeah, okay. Um, I just wanted to... I don't know the answer to this. And, and uh, I, if the you, Drowners if, is a good song, and it's got a different... And we'll talk about it, I'm sure, when we get into that part. But there was... The, the research I've done has said, along with the song Pop Scene by Blur, which yes. then I listened to today, just to remind myself, were the first songs, apparently, of Britpop. The Drowners... Is a hundred times better than Pop Scene mm-hmm. by Blur. Yep, okay. Um, but Animal Nitrate is, I I still think, one of Suede's best songs. I, I personally think that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I love it. Uh, so, the album, do you want to guess how much it costs to record the album? Do you know? No, I'm, I'm guessing not I a great deal. Yeah, I don't have. A hundred grand? Mm. Do you think that's a lot? Seems a lot back in 1992, 1993 to record an album, £100,000, right? Great. Good good insight, Liz. I don't know. I mean... That's what I thought. I looked at it and I went, is that a lot of money? I don't even know. Depends how long it took them. Uh, All right. So let's talk about the band themselves. You had Bernard Butler on guitar. Uh, You had uh, Brett Anderson on vocals, Matt Osman on bass guitar, and Simon Gilbert on drums. Bernie left... uh, after this album, 94, he sort of laid down the guitar work for Dogman Star. Uh, and then he sort of had an argument with the producer. And there was an article I read where he did an interview, uh, sort of early 2000s. And he admitted he regretted the fight because it was a bit of a him or me. And he went and obviously the producer stayed on and they sort of found a lot more success in Suede. However, I sort of go, well... We got McCalman and Butler out of you. We got a couple of solo albums out of you. <clears throat> you did all right, Bernie, out of it. You know, so I'm kind of... I know he's he may look at it with a different point of view. Apparently him and Brett still don't talk to this day. Do they not? No. no. They're never in the same circle, apparently. They've I mean, never reached out. That's a bit of a baby out, thing to do. Never it? reached out to each other. Um, but yeah, you know what? And that's why uh, him and McCalman got together because the two of them were sitting there and just all of a sudden started talking and then created, you know... Um, the Sound of McCallum and Butler album. Um, Which is a good album. But when good you listen album. to people move on, you, you reckon you should have stayed persuaded. I disagree. Oh, really? Uh, and we can't get... Look, the one thing I'll say about Bernard Butler, I like that album. We both loved it as... Um, this is the People Move On album. We both loved it as kids. It was one of our favourite albums. You've sort of waned on your opinion of the album. <clears throat> it was never one of my favourite albums. There were two songs in it that I loved. Go on. What are the songs? So, Stay. Oh, great song. Great song. Autograph. Autograph is amazing That's song. That's it. When I, and I never... I mean, I like those... Like, I love those songs. But there's a lot on the album. It's... Oh, it's a, not an easy listen. Mm, okay. We, we, we disagree somewhat on that. But you can't disagree the fact that we got that album. We got those songs out of them. I mean, that. yes, by Mike Alton and Butler is amazing. Exactly. So, um, 
So this, again, people are split around Dogman Star or Suede has been the better. I actually liked uh, Coming Up better than both, which was a bit unusual because it's a bit more poppy for me. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit more poppy for me, so I kind of I drifted to that a little bit more. Where do you stand? What was your sort of... Is it this? This is my favourite. This is your favourite. Yeah. Well, that's, that shows that's why it's up. Um, this is Suede's best-selling album in the US, and... We're back again talking about it. They won the Mercury Prize Award. Now. 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 Here we go. We're off and on. <laughs> go so, on. What have you got? We had a conversation in the last couple of episodes about the Mercury Music Prize. We did. It's been really interesting. And about the... Um, Please don't say we did the same homework. And about the winners. No, no. I just took this off my own back, Kev. I did some extra curricular... <laughs> um... <laughs> Activity for this podcast. That's a first. Um, I came across a very interesting article from um, on the Guardian, just right. doing a bit of digging. Yep. And what they did was they had every Mercury Prize winning album ranked. Okay. From one to where it is now, number twenty. Um, no, they did the top twenty-five. Okay. So, Are we going to do the full twenty-five? <clears throat> no. I. <laughs> We can. Executive decision. Go. The best thing is, the best thing is, what do you think they've put as number one? As number one? What do you think they have put as number one? It's not my boy. It's not my Birdman boy, is it? No. Uh, Well, is it this? Screamadelica. Oh, for God. By Primal. Scream. Uh, do they do they give a little blurb about <clears throat> it? They do. Go on. It's faintly disturbing to think that the Mercury winner, the first Mercury winner, is the best. Mm. But Primal Scream's genre-busting Colossus Colossus remains, <clears throat> remains the benchmark. The hedonistic record box scoring Scots <clears throat> had already <clears throat> had jangling birdsy types and leather trousered stoogies, a fashionados. Oh, that's why you like it. Before the combined influence of Ecstasy, Acid House Clubs and DJ Andrew Weatherall came mm. into the mix. Okay. Screamadelica captured the zeitgeist like any Mercury winner should. Mm-hmm. With, um, and that's basically where it ends. Okay, what's... what? Okay, so we'll come to that in a second. What just missed out? <clears throat> Number two, Dizzy Rascal. Number two for Number Dizzy two, Rascal? Yeah. Number three, Different Class. Pulp. Okay. Number four, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Number five, Portishead. Oh. And um, Portishead. Where's the weird ones at? Number Is... six, Anthony and the Johnsons. <laughs> I am a bird now. Um, would you like to know? No, I don't want any more. Few expected the transgender vocalist now known as now known as a honey to triumph with an album about death and identity. There was, was a subsequent ruckus about whether an artist who had lived in the US since the age of 10, despite being born in oh, so controversial. should win a British music prize at all. Still, I Am A Bird Now is beguiling, a Mercury winner unlike any other. Yeah, okay. So um, technically it shouldn't have qualified in the first place. No, it should, because it was British. Um, number seven, PJ Harvin letting England shake. Yep. Uh, number eight, Skepta. Yep. Konnichiwa. Wow. Number nine, Franz Ferdinand. Okay. By Franz Ferdinand. Okay. Ten, Badly Drawn Boy. 
The Hour of Bewilder Beast. Oh, that's a good album. And then number 11, Suede by Suede. Should we have had Badly John Boy in here? What no. year was he? Bit late? He's not Britpop. Okay. Can I... So I did a bit of... Thank you for that. That was really interesting. Can I read you what they say about Suede? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what we're here to discuss. Yes. Yeah, Although it's debatable whether Suede's debut is even their best album, which oh, I said at the beginning, point. Yeah. it certainly helped justify frothing music paper claims about the best new band in Britain. Yeah, yeah. Brett Anderson's voice soars over Bernard Butler's guitar, mm-hmm. a pirouetting pre-Britpop collision. Oh. Just want to highlight the word pre. Yeah, yeah, OK. Collision of glam-era David Bowie and the Smiths. Okay. Now that's interesting to me because I actually at one point thought to myself, his like his voice, it's a bit b- Bowie in terms yeah, of yeah. Oh yeah, definitely that comes through in a lot. Yeah. Um, and that comes through a lot, um, in the Smiths. But I, the pre-Brit pop collision, I don't get. Yeah, I don't get that either. All right, I'm glad you brought up the Mercury Prize Award because I did another bit of homework. Thankfully, I didn't do that. Um. I, so because this won the Mercury Prize Award in 93, mm-hmm. do you want to know what the albums that didn't win were? Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'll... So the other thing I'll say is I listened to them. Oh, no. <laughs> and what it did, what it really did was it made me appreciate the variety that this award gives and the hard job that the panel must have in picking a winner. Yeah. Because... There's completely different genres here. It's not like you're comparing Britpop albums against each other. Um, so let me go through. Uh, Apache Indian. No rev- reservations. I'll look at your eyes. Oh. Do you remember the song that Apache Indian yeah, had? Yeah, I know. I don't want to sing it. Oh. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Oh, no, because I can't sing it. Just here, read that. Boom shakalaka. No, I'm not singing that. Please. I can't, I don't know it. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I went, oh my God. So I had a quick listen to that. Uh, the Otters, New Wave, were on there. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they were one of them. Gavin Bryars, Jesus' Blood Never Failed Me Yet. Whoa, this is unusual. So this is one song, six versions. It's a little homeless man singing, and it's classical music over the top of that. Um, there's six different versions of that. It is very unusual. I've never heard anything like it. Uh, which is why I just go, how the heck do you sort of... I, I don't know. Uh, Dina Carroll, so close, was in there as a Mercury nomination. I've just put very poppy uh, Whitney Houston-esque. Yeah. Uh, I did write down her her songs. E17, Walthamstow. <laughs> Alright, alright, everything's gonna be alright. So they had. I saw E17 live in Sydney five when? years ago. Five years ago? Yeah. When there was. How many is them now? Four? I think they were all there bar. Um... Tony? Is there a Tony? Yeah, there was a Tony. He would have. I, I can't remember. Let's not. I went with a friend on a ticket and she was dying to go because she loved them. Yeah. And I went down at the Horden Pavilion to watch them. Horden Pavilion? That's a big venue. Yeah. Was it just them? Yeah. Wow. But it was it was one of the side places at the Horden. Oh, you know, was like, in the Horden, Horden, right? Okay. No, no, not the big venue, but the side one. But still, it was grim. <laughs> so, back to this: House of Love, Deep, Gold, Slow It Down, and It's All Right. It's Bangers. 
bangers. I'm going to go deep, baby. Deep, deep down. PG Harvey, Rid of Me. Uh, oh, she got nominated again. Yeah. Um, she won it, Let England Shake. Yeah. What do you think of her? Not my, not for me. Yeah. I've literally just put not, not for me. Yeah. But I have, I have a friend of mine uh, who loves PJ Harvey and won't have a bad word against her. So I just not my, not for me. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Uh, New Order Republic. Oh. It has regret and world on it, which is good, and then the rest is pretty average. Stereo MCs connected. Great album. Great Get album. Myself connected. Uh, Sting Ten Summoners Tales. If I ever lose my faith in you, uh, and Fields of Gold. Uh, interesting enough, this is the first ever item ever sold online. Really? Yep, ever. Crazy. Did you buy it? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. It's your kind of genre, simply right? Nah, away, away. Um, I don't know. I, I read that line and I went, really? But, okay. Uh, Stan Tracy, Ports, Portraits Plus, a jazz uh, pianist. Very nice. I've wrote because oh. it was very different to everything else. I sort of went, "Oh, I'm listening to jazz at work. How professional!" Look at you. But uh, but then when you look at this, I mean, look at the genres. Chuck and Suede on top of there. How do you pick a winner? They're all totally different types of music. Like what's? I don't know. Still banging on about the Mercury Prize Awards, not knowing how they work. Anyway, so Suede won out of all those. Uh, I think a worthy winner. I think a wor- I think when you look at that, it's a worthy winner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a close tie with Apache Indian, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about the singles? Yes. Because you've done. You said you've done some homework. So I did. Uh, they had four singles. Uh, they had the Drowners, Metal Mickey, Animal Nitrate, and So Young. The Drowners, number forty-nine on the eleventh of May, nineteen ninety-two, didn't chart very well at all, did it? Now, no. uh, the video, did you, uh, did you watch any of the videos? No. Okay, let me run you through. Uh, <clears throat> so just singing in front of a camera in colour, black and white, when they're doing it live, ends a bit weird. Uh, he, this comes up in a couple of his videos. He does f- women dressed up as men and men dressed up as women, so you don't kind of know which one's which, and then at the end you find out which one which. Uh, he was very androg- androgynous. Yeah. He had that infamous quote. What was that comment? What that comment? I can, but he's it's he's put it in his book. It's, I've read it on a couple of things, where he said that he was a bisexual man who had never had a homosexual experience. Ah, okay. Um, very androgynous, oh. quite fluid okay. in terms of that. So he also, and I think that okay. speaks to the cover of the album as well. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. Uh, Metal Mickey uh, went to number seventeen, yeah. better than the Drowners. Uh, so that came out in 92 uh, This was weird This was so weird um, So there's a woman in a suit uh, She walks into a butcher There's a young female butcher behind the counter She takes her out Now I'm pretty sure it had legs Like human legs hanging I don't know I watched it once and I went Was that what I thought it was? I don't know But takes the girl out Right Suede's playing in, in this dirty, sort of typical British pub, like quite small, a couple of old people. So they are, they are playing and they get all these weird looks from old people. The lady in the suit uh, changes the butcher's girl into this really nice, sexy outfit, takes her to an adult shop and puts her on the door. Oh, wow. That's, it was bizarre. Uh, animal Nitrate. Uh, they're in a housing estate. Band play while person with a pig's head dancing. 
and then an old lady in a bikini and then it's the lady turns into a man in the same outfit it's really really weird did you know that animal nitrate was nearly not a single um talk to me about this brett anderson actually wanted to release sleeping pills oh god as the third single really he was overruled by um Saul Goldburn the, the owner I'm not of surprised oh I can't wait to talk about sleeping pills because it literally sends you to sleep he wanted to release that as the third single and not Animal Night. oh he's lucky he got overruled smart decision on, yeah. the, on that part uh, that went to number 7 mm-hmm. so that did really well um, I read an article that they allegedly all got really, really high before doing this video, and it shows, because that video's crazy. Yeah, and when he, when you actually read about, you know, quotes that he's actually given around what this song is about... Yes. It's actually quite sad, because he talks about the whole drug issue, and he said that the idea of the song came about because he felt through... He felt he went through a period where drugs were taking the place of people. Oh, God. Mm. That's... Okay. So, you know, obviously, animal nitrate is, you know, a take on amyl nitrate, which is poppers, but he says, look, it's probably a bit more to do with um, ecstasy and cocaine, really. Wow. Um, And when he talks about that that particular song, Mm. so... um, Still a great song, though. Yeah, Okay. Uh, the last one that they did was So Young, got to number 22 in 93, so that was the last song they released. Uh, features children from the Kent coastal town of Whitstable. Uh, it was originally intended to have no footage at all of the band, but they were told that they must appear on the video. So the record company put their foot down again and told them, you get in the video. So they did. So they've got this weird sort of images of these yeah, right. kids in this small town and then it cuts to the band mm. and then back again. Very unusual. Uh, shall we go through anything else you want to add about the tracks? Let's get into the album. Um, no, let's uh, get cracking into the album. All right, so living tracks, like we talked about, uh, we'll play some. Uh, we haven't discussed which ones we want to play. So, uh, so young kicks off with so young. Uh, I've I love wrote... this song. Okay, well, I've said it's a great introduction to the album. Yeah. His vocals are just so out there and yeah. vibrant, and they stand out. Uh, so let's play that song. So this is so young. <laughs> You're right, it's a good start to the album. Great start to the album. Yeah, okay. And it actually hangs on you, what you love and what you talk about is a corker of a cracking start of an album. It is. This song is that it comes out of the block straight away. Can't disagree with you there. And then it goes into Animal Nitrate. Oh, I love it. Which I've said, classic song, stands out to me. Uh, just awesome song. Yeah. Uh, goes like this. Now, this is where things get a little bit wonky for me. I don't know if you feel the same. Okay. Uh, she's not dead. I've gone not great. No, it's, not It's okay. No. Uh, moving. I've gone nah. Didn't like this. No. Uh, and pantomime horse. I didn't like that either. The, the, the first lyric, right? So. Oh, can you talk to me about this? So when... So I hadn't listened to the album for a while. And okay. you know, I know So Young and The Drowners. And anyway, I'm in the car... <laughs> 
I would drive, and, but I had the GPS on, so I didn't know what the song... You know, usually I can see the names of the tracks in the song. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm driving down, la, 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 looking at the maps, and then it comes on to this song. Right. And the first line, I feel like a pantomime horse, and the way he sings it, and I was like, you are? And I was like, turning off the GPS to see what it was called. Right. It's called Pantomime Horse. It is. Who feels like that? What does that mean? I don't know. I, I, have I, you I, ever felt like a pantomime horse? Can't say I have. Uh, so we're not going to play you those three songs. I think we're in agreement. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff, which is the Drowners. It is a great song. Look, I've I've actually in my comment I've said I like this song and I can kind of see why it garnered so much praise. It didn't start Britpop though. Uh, well, this is going to take us on a 20 minute rant about the Stone Roses. So let's just. It didn't start my love of Britpop. No. And it didn't start your love of Britpop. Okay, so maybe it started other people's. Uh, so the Drowners goes like this. It's a good song. I'll. I'll yeah, no, I do it is like a good it. Song. All right, Sleeping Pills. Oh, no. Now, this is the one you said he wanted to yes. release. I have literally put, and you can see my notes, I have, I've wrote, this song put me to sleep. That was good sleeping pill shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, we're not going to play that. No. But here's where it sort of picks up, I think, for me, and the album ends on a, on a sort of high. Uh, you get into Breakdown. What did you think of Breakdown? Uh... Yeah, I liked it. So I'd give it a five out of ten. It's five out of ten. It's not a great song. I okay. I liked it. Uh, all right, let's leave it. Let's not play that. Metal Mickey though. I really like Metal Mickey. Okay, I have said like this. I really didn't at first, but every time I listen to it, I like it more. Yeah. And now I really like it. Yeah. So this is what Metal Mickey sounds like. Now, Animal Lover. What do you think? <sighs> Did you think it was catchy? It's quite catchy. It is catchy. Um, the lyrics are quite funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not the best song on the album. Not the um, best song, but pretty good. I always find the second last one's never like great on an album. Well, they got to get to the uh, they know the big. The, no, uh... no. <laughs> Don't say it. Alright, um, shall we, so we'll play Animal Lover because I'll, we'll do the next life to take us out of the podcast, okay? So this is what Animal Lover sounds like. And then, like I said, it ends on the next life. I, I've gone, not sure about this. It's okay, I guess. It's not my big one, is it? Let's be honest. It's not. It's really not. And then... And you I have Bernard thinking... Butler. What's he doing? He should be banging out anthems. Nah? It's a nice song, though. It's all right. It's okay. But uh, it doesn't end the album the way that you... No. That you require an album to be ended. Thank you. Uh, overall, good album. I'll play out the, the next life. Um, let me ask you about the... the response to the album do you think it deserved to get to number one actually do you know what I do think I actually do okay so you know 
I was on my high horse when we were. So when we first started, the pantomime horse, just a high horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like a pantomime horse. Um, when we first started talking about this podcast as an idea. Yep. And we were talking about Britpop, and we did a bit of research, and then you sent me the list of the bands. Yep. I went off on one. Yep. <laughs> Every other band. About yeah. Suede, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't understand this whole thing because when you really dig into it, because I hadn't done any research on Britpop before, I just knew I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, although I still don't hold that belief, mm-hmm. it really did probably get. It was a very different album to everything else that was out there, as we found out when you went through the charts. Yeah, okay. Um, it won the Mercury Music Prize. True. There are those songs are really well written. His vocal is something that you hadn't really heard. Yep. Prior. Yep. Um, and I do think it probably did kickstart people into going out and buying Britpop and that different type mm-hmm. um, of music. So does mm-hmm. it deserve to get to number one? Absolutely. Okay. I actually do. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence. I don't get the hype around this album. Um, but you know what? Look what I had to beat, though. And that's that's exactly where I was going. You read my mind. If I look at the charts, I'm just happy that someone did it. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm happy that someone bo- got Boom Shakalaka off the off the oh. charts. Um, do you have any special connections to the album? Does it mean anything special to you? Not really. If I'm honest, I didn't particularly. Um, I think I had I had this album and then I had I didn't have um, the next one I had the, what's the one after that that you really like what's what's that the one that's got trash on coming it. up coming up then I bought that album because then I wanted to try and see if I could get into Suede there were a band I guess at the time I did want to get into yeah and I just didn't and I just really didn't like I've preferred. Um, the likes of Hurricane Number One and Oasis and that type of sound better. Yeah, I think I put it in the same bracket as Pulp. Yeah, it's actually grown on me more okay. since we've done this. Okay. Um, I agree. I agree. Not on my. They weren't. I never listened to their albums growing up. Not something I would go to. Like I said, I went through to McCalman and Bernard Butler. Um, I, I probably don't think I would listen to them again. I probably don't would think... Would you not? No, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm done. Um, I would listen... Do you know what I'd listen to? What? A Best Of. Because there's a lot of songs I really yeah. like. Yeah, good point. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind, because I do quite... The songs that I do like of Swedes, I really like. Okay. But there's a lot of... Like, you know, okay. I'm not going to listen to Pantomime Horse again. No, I wouldn't be jumping to that song either. Um, shall we go through some reviews? Yes. Very, very... And I, I've got... Two kind of negative ones because I wanted you to give me a comment on one of them, right? Okay. Um, so this is someone called Shock of Daylight. Is their username oh. of Rate Your Music. Uh, we, of all the unintentionally laughable David Bowie imitations throughout rock history, I can't think of one more <laughs> galling than this. The vocals, imagine a 90-year-old woman singing opera while drunk. <laughs> We'll have you running for the hills in two seconds flat. Uh, uh, let me skip that. This is arguably the main album that helped kill off the infinitely better genres of shoegaze and dream pop. Shame on you, Suede, and shame on all the lemmings who like this LP. Avoid at all costs. A cost. Suede's next album has some good songs, though. Oh, really articulate end, you loser. PQ of Rate Your Music. When Suede came shivering onto the scene, the press leaped on them immediately and hyped them all out of proportion. That's fair. 
Yes, they boasted a superb guitar player and a reasonable singer, but beyond that and a load of load of old David Bowie albums, um, they weren't really anything that special, at least not back then. Of the three suede albums that I own, this is the one that I play the least and the one that has aged the worst. Apparently this is the album that kicked off Britpop, which is utter nonsense, as the Wonder Stuff had done that back in 1998. Suede were just prettier faces that courted the press. Prettier faces? (laughs) The Wonder Stuff? Go on. Are they even British? What did they sing? Uh, yeah, the Wonder Stuff were um, part of that Manchester thing. They're when you, they're put into the same um, group as the Stone Roses. Oh, I think I was thinking of someone else. Who were you thinking of? The, the, I, I didn't know that band. Oh no, I think it was something else. But they did not kick that off either. Okay. These right. people are. Um, I just. I, yeah, I liked it. All right, so let's go with some positive stuff, right? Drowned in sound. Uh, by David Edward wrote tripping, tripping away the videos costume, sex and sensationalism what ultimately defines the classic nature of Suede is the fact that unlike so many records of its time it simply hasn't dated there hasn't been a British band since that that's been able to pull off such a wide variety of influences chemicals and hormones and yet still sound so integrated focused and immediate 10 out of 10 Oh, that's actually quite um... chemicals and hormones <laughs> It's a great line. Uh, BBC- but I think it's true. I actually, I, I think that's pretty much what they were. Okay. Uh, BBC's Chris Jones. Uh, Suede's main sources were Bowie and Anderson's wonderfully key uh, delivery and The Smiths. Ironically, mm. Mike Joyce of The Smiths was a member for a short spell, but their bleak chronicles of urban dysfunction, modern love and sexual confusion were never a million miles away from Morrissey's home ground. Having said that, the band had enough chutzpah and originality to weather the comparisons with ease Bernard Butler's awesome technique was the ace in the pack propelling three minute bursts of pop perfections like Metal Mickey and the Drowners into the singles charts the band's sham glam reeked of the new kind of decadence laced with black humour the key text here key text here is animal nitrate despite its punning title it's a thrill seeking slice of cynicism that's perfectly summed Mm. up of what it was like to be young and chemically imbalanced in the nation's capital at the time, this was a foreshadow of Blair's Britain. Standing there, yeah, all right, wait, wait. The way it sold, the fastest selling album of all time and straight in at number one, showed that the public not only believed the hype, they wanted it. All wrapped in an androgyny and attitude, Suede delivered everything that we'd hoped for and more. Their fortunes were never to be as good again. I love as soon as it had politics in there, get it down. Um, I, I agree with all of that. All of it. Alright, one more. Adrian Denning, an album that seems designed to be important and to mean something, an ambitious album that takes from the past yet fuses it together into something new. Ever wondered where Britpop come from? It came from this album and the Stone Roses. Ah! British music started to mean something yes! again. Adrian ah! Denning. So, uh, my man Adrian. Yeah, and that's why you know anything around politics, anything in the roses, I'm going to throw at you because I know it's going to make you day. Uh, but I agree with all that because I think that that so going back to the earlier one. Yep. About um, you know, the foreshadow of Blair's Britain. Yep. Yes, it was. Um, 
chemically imbalanced, how to be young. Like, I feel that's what that album was. It was a very different story that people were being told. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want to know the ratings? The ratings surprised me. Do you remember what you gave? Looking at my notes. What did you give? So, I feel I would have given it my 6.5. You, very close, you give it 6. Right. Which I was surprised about. I actually rated this higher than you, which I'm also surprised about. I, I'm just tough, aren't I? You are really, really tough on your ratings. Um, now, I this is what I've wrote. I'm right because I, you, we listen to these albums and we move on, come back to them, and all sorts of stuff. So these are my comments. Surprised I rated this a seven. I should have dropped it a bit. A couple of good songs, but probably not for me. I rated coming up a much better album. However, Leslie saw this differently. I wish I dropped. Probably a 6.5. However, if I dropped it, it wouldn't be in the top 50. So you know what I mean? It's it's a tough call because I've enjoyed talking about Again, enjoy talking about it. But I probably would have gone, ah, I saw some of the albums that didn't make it. So it's tough. I don't mind. We've had a good conversation. I've enjoyed talking about Suede. Um, You ever seen them live? No. No, neither have I. Neither have I. And they, like I said, they just dropped the, the Blue Hour album. So maybe they'll be coming to Australia. Um, I'd go see them live. I think I would now, just to see what it's about. My, they must be old now. Though. <laughs> no, we're all old. Yeah. We are all old. Well, the thing is, it's like you go and see, because I went to see um, Ocean Colour Scene recently, because it was like the ex- 20 year anniversary of um, Mosley Show. Oh, was it? You were meant to come with me, but bailed at the last minute. Yeah, I did, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. I can't, I probably had a really good excuse. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, the crowd was just middle-aged English men with beer. And they looked really old as well. And I was like, wow. It was still great, but it was just, it reminds you of, wow, is it that long? Yeah, it is that long. We're old. We still, yeah, we are old. All right. Um, So let's wrap it up. So Suede are on Twitter at SuedeHQ. Their website is really good, suede.co.uk. Latest album, The Blue Hour, which uh, I don't think you've listened to that yet. No. No, it's good. You should listen to it. It's um, it's really, di- really different. When you compare the two albums here, how much they've grown. Uh, they are touring the UK in April 2019. Like we said, if they'd come here, we'd go and see them. Yep. Uh, what else have I got? Go to Amazon, buy the new album. It's really good. Or they are on Spotify. All our albums are there, so go and have a listen there. Do you want to know what the next album is? This is going to be brilliant. Yes, I do. I'm very excited. Can I guess? No. Go on, you can guess, go on. I keep wanting to say it's like... You keep going to little B-bands, I think, is your normal go-to. You always think it's the I think it's going to be... I know I said it last week. But then you said that and then Suede But this week, I definitely think it's Supergrass. No, it's not Supergrass. Uh, Next week's album is... The Happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Pills and Thrills... And bellyache. Oh, gut reaction. What do you think about that, Kevin? Uh, oh, you know what? I, I, ugh. I like some of the songs. There are some really good songs on that album. And I think I remember putting it on and like going, whoa. And then there are songs on the album. I think, I think the end lets it down. If I remember right, the end lets it down. But... Some of the songs are just brilliant. Yeah. And um, I think we'll have a lot of fun Absolutely talking will. about this. What did you think of it? 
You must have rated this pretty high. This must have been because I don't think I was this keen on this album. I think you I like this. I, I've always loved this album. Yeah, Happy Mondays and Black Grape—they're the ones that have just swerved me on on yeah. this. All right, so because it's just fun. They are fun, and like you said, when you're going through some of the stuff and you hit an album like that, it stands out. Like I said, the the Pop Voodoo album by Black yeah. Grape. Um, all right, so Happy Mondays. That's going to be our episode next week. Send us your feedback and, and questions and thoughts on the Suede album. Are we completely uh, miles off where this album should be? We It's quite down there and we'll probably cop some flack over it. Is it the right Suede album to even be talking about is another question. And then we've got the Happy Mondays coming up. Totally different. So totally different. Send us your feedback on that. So our handles again at Britpop Banter and on Facebook. And email us BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Com. Send us anything to that. Anything else, Leslie, before you go? Good conversation about suede. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was good to do a bit of digging into them and a bit of research into them and listen to that album again. But I am pumped for Happy Mondays. <laughs> you are pumped. You I'm are. so pumped. Uh, all right. Let's call it a day because I'm knackered uh, after talking about suede for a bit. So let's get refreshed. Let's get... Let's get into this Happy Mondays album. You want to go now? We're not, I do. Yeah, we're not I'm doing that. I'm going to step on you again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll call it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.